Hello, welcome back to Tune About, the book that you can tune. Tune About. How's it going? It's uh, Jim here doing uh, a backup episode, essentially. Uh, so this, this could, you could be hearing this, or this could be coming out on Tuesday 20th, if I don't get around to editing the other episodes in time, or at another, on another date sometime in the future, which I understand that does create um, alternative timelines, which is always a worry, but I think I'm going to go for it. Uh, yeah, so we were supposed to have, if it is coming out on Tuesday, I was supposed to have edited the next bunch of episodes that had us all together, but there's been a slight delay in that, so I'm just doing this as a backup, as I say. And if not, it's just a week of either couldn't be arsed recording or editing or just had to just had to bung something up. Either way, hope you're doing well. It's nice to talk to you. Um, filming this or recording this during the heat wave that we're having at the moment. So I've had also had to shut the window because a pub down the stairs. I've got a fat a big tower fan thing which I've had to turn off. Um so I'm feeling pretty miserable, I've got to say. Do not like the heat whatsoever. You can't you just can't escape it. You know, I mean at least when you're cold you can shiver. You can feel like you can fight against cold, but when you're hot, you're just fucked. I mean I'm I'm just fucked. Uh so there's that and I've also just finished watching a film called Inherent Vice just before I started recording this and it made such little sense that that is quite confu- it's thrown me for a loop to be honest I'm quite confused <laughs> it's confused me quite a bit so it's the perfect state of mind to be in I do have here a little spray bottle that has a fan attached so I'm not going to have it on the whole time but I will have to stop for a little fan spray cool down sessions oh that is good yeah, that is good. Highly, best four quid I've ever spent. Highly recommend it. Um, yeah, so what I'm going to do today is just read the other uh, story that I co-wrote with the artificial intelligence engine, is that what you call it? Uh, over on AI Dungeon. Um, Diggle and I did an episode where I basically just read out one of the stories where I was, there was a, it was a detective story. Uh, and this time it's a, a soprano story. I tried to write. Oh, it's not a script because, you know, like a script, uh, isn't isn't the same as what like you get in a book. In that, <laughs> this is more of a prose thing. Um, so if you if you haven't heard that episode or if you can't remember what it's about, basically, on this AI dungeon thing, you can input the characters and the sort of the general situation, and the AI is supposed to remember that. But it doesn't. I'm only using the free version, so that's probably part of it. Um, Alright, so you input the characters in the sort of situation, and then you write parts of it, and then you can hit, um, say, so hit enter or whatever, and then the AI will take over and try and write a bit, the next part of the story. And um, the, f- the thing is, <laughs> it can be a bit temperamental because you can write, for example, you know, like, Bernard goes to the kitchen to make a sandwich and then you'll hit enter then the AI will go and then the goblin will jump out the fridge and stabs him in the face and you're like well I never mentioned a goblin 
You know what I mean? It's no fridge goblins in this story. So it does take you down paths that you weren't necessarily... I'm already going to have to spray myself, sorry. Oh, God, it's so fucking hot in here. I've got a feeling the downstairs neighbours have their heating on as well. Oh. Yeah, that's that's what people want to hear. Me cooling myself down with a fan. That's the good stuff. And I like the spray, it comes through the, the wee fan blades and it poofs it out. It's, it's really quite fantastic. Oh, it's the little things of life. Yeah, as I said, my brain's a bit of a mess. I can't focus when it's this hot. And why do I have to watch sort of strange subversive stoner detective neo-noir dramas before doing these sorts of things? Oh, never know. So it's, and the confusion's only going to continue as we try and read this thing. Um, so yeah, I've tried to do almost like a like a novelization of a fictional episode set within the Sopranos universe. And uh, I seem to remember getting very frustrated with it because it kept just saying, obviously just random shite. And I don't think I finished it. I think it, I haven't read it before doing this, so I think it ends quite abruptly because I think I just gave up with it. So, either way. I mean, why not, eh? Why not? And if this is coming out on Tuesday, uh, I do apologise that we have been giving you a couple of solo episodes if you're preferring the more ensemble ones, but it'll be business as usual next week. I am on the case. And if it's coming later on, apologies for that, because that won't make sense. Okay, so... This short story is called Every Dog Has Its Day, The Sopranos Attempt. Alright. You are Tony Soprano, boss of the Soprano crime family. Now, when it says you, I think I mentioned this last time I did it, <laughs> when it says you, and it, like you type in like what the main character's name is, it still says you, it never says Tony, it just always says you, so it doesn't the tenses don't quite make sense and there are scenes where Tony isn't in it. So, so, I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's just a bit of fun. It's just a bit of fun. And The Sopranos, if you if you don't know what that is, is the greatest piece of scripted art ever created. Ever. And if you don't think that, then that's fine. But what I can assure you is that this, this wee story... It is not the greatest scripted piece of art ever. Alright. You are Tony Soprano, boss of the Soprano crime family. You are at Satriale's pork store, sitting outside. A young woman walks up to you. She has short brown hair and a very pretty face. Her eyes seem to be looking into yours as she speaks softly. Hello, I'm Amanda. You say, hey, how you doing, hun? Hey, how you doing? She smiles shyly and nods her head slowly, then looks down, blushes slightly, and says, I, I don't know what to say. You say, can I help you? <laughs> Do you come here a lot? You might want to hit her, or just let her go home alone. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the, the AI stepped in there. Pick. Yeah, you reply. Okay, I'm looking for Christopher. Christopher, she says. We call him Chris, you reply. Who are you? 
She reaches into her purse and pulls out a folded sheet of paper. She opens it up and reads it aloud. It was fun while it lasted. Christopher, she reads. What the fuck is that about? (laughs) You say, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. Is he here? She asks. No, you reply. Oh, she seems disappointed. Can you tell him that Amanda called? It's very important. I can try, you say. Thanks. She smiles and starts to turn and walk away. Once she's down the street, Christopher comes out of the pork store. You say, nice girl. You got Adriana at home and you're hitting that shit? What? He says. Are you serious? What did I say? You're a fucking cocksucker, he says. She's my cousin. (laughs) She's my cousin. I don't know. Part of me wants to try and commit and do the voices, but the more sensible part of my brain, I think, is going to overrule that. You say, all right, take it easy. What did she want? Christopher asks. She's your cousin, you reply. Of course she wanted something. Your mother or father should school you in the art of conversation or ask a question and return at least. (laughs) Fuck you. Uh, You say, she said it was important, but she didn't say what. What do you mean, ask a question in return? That's like saying, what do you want? You say, you're giving me a headache, Chrissy. Sit down. He sits down and begins making a long sighing sound. You roll your eyes. Polly and Syl walk up to you and Christopher. What's wrong, Chris? Polly asks. I don't know, he says. Who's that Who's that piece of ass I just saw? Polly quips. You piece of shit, Chrissy squares up to Polly. Whoa! <laughs> Sit the fuck down, Chrissy! <laughs> that must have been me. I can't imagine the AI saying whoa. Still intervenes. Let's calm down, boys. Not outside the pork store. You say, go for a walk, Christopher. Now. No. Go, you demand. No. He shakes his head. Let's go to my house and... Chris! You're sick of this. Christopher walks away, angry. You shake your head. Syl and Polly sit down. Something wrong, boss? You say, my nephew has a fucking anger problem. Syl nods in agreement. That's why he doesn't last long. We got guys that are made for this shit. You can have a say in the matter, boss. You nod. You say, well, fuck it. What's happening with those phone cards, Polly? We're doing all right. They're definitely making more than they used to, though. Good, you say. We can definitely make some money on this. Syl nods. You say, Syl, you got to go and see the Russian. Sort out this bad blood with the money laundering. Syl nods. I'll go. Shouldn't be too tough to keep the peace. This is just quite, quite boring so far. <laughs> you say, yeah, they listen to reason. Is that all we need to discuss? Yeah, says Syl. The rest of this stuff can come later. Right now, we need to make the most of these opportunities. You nod in agreement. You say, well, i got to say, things are good right now. No business headaches. Exactly, Tony, says Polly. So we should take a day for ourselves. Go sightseeing in the city. <laughs> no, that's definitely the AI, because Polly, Polly Walnuts wouldn't... I don't think he would say that. Yeah, a day off, you smile. Yeah. Smiles Syl. You, Polly and Syl take a drive into the city. They hit up a rival strip club and have drinks. The rest of the day is spent doing a variety of things, just enjoying each other's company. At night you get food and eat it on a park on a bench in a park. You say, it feels fucking great to just get away from the wife, the kids, all that bullshit. The stress of running a business. It puts a lot of demands on your time, says Syl. Do you ever miss the early days, Tony? When we was when we were coming up? asks Polly. No. I mean, yeah, it was fun back then, but fuck it. I'm glad I got out when I did. 
you say with a laugh. Yeah, it's good to have power, Polly says, but sometimes I think it was better to be told what to do and not make the decision. You laugh. I would say not having to make any decisions is the best decision, but I'm pretty sure nature made them all. (laughs) Syl smiles. I hear that. You continue. I mean, look at me. I got a big house, money, cars, everything. And what do I end up doing most of the time? I'm putting out fires left and right. Every little snag becomes a big fucking issue and we've got to have a town meeting for... I'd like to go back to the old days. That was town meeting for Ellipsis. I'd like to go back to the old days. Oh no. Every little stag... Sorry. Every little snag becomes a big fucking issue that we've got to have a town meeting for. Right, no, okay. Sorry. <laughs> when you only had that one responsibility... Earn, earn the dough to to kick up the underboss. <laughs> Nothing more. You finish up food and toss the wrapping in a trash bin. We've come a long way from those days when you could just do your rounds, slap someone around and take the cash. Syl and Polly laugh. You laugh along with them. Yeah, that shit was so easy. I miss those days. Mm. Wow. Riveting stuff. You look at your watch. We better get back. The four of you get into your car and drive back to North Jersey. Meanwhile, Christopher knocks on Amanda's door. Amanda answers in a robe. Amanda, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? I fucked up, she says, and that bitch raised her rates. Christopher walks into Christopher walks into Amanda's apartment and awaits more information. Well, I fucked up and her rates went up. How much, Amanda? Excuse me. 50 bucks. You come down to the pork store and make me look like a douchebag in front of Tony for 50 bucks, Christopher says. It's not about money, Amanda walks towards him. Look, I fucked up and now my client is mad. I get it, but why are you yelling at me when all I did was my job? Okay, take it easy. Just don't go down there again. Gonna make me look like a jackass. So, your pimp is asking for 50 more bucks a week, Christopher replies. Yes, that's what she fucking said. So what, you need a loan? I guess. Pfft. Fuck that. Christopher, really? No, I'm just fucking with you. Here. He takes out his wallet and takes out a bundle of bills. This should cover you for a few months. You can always come to me. Just call next time. Thank you, Christopher. I will pay you back. Sure. So that guy was Tony? He's a handsome man, Amanda says. Christopher can't believe his ears. Are you fucking serious? Tony? He's got that big, strong, sexy look, Amanda says. (laughs) I'm getting out of here. I don't need to hear this shit. Christopher kisses Amanda on the cheek and leaves her apartment. Back at your house, you enter the kitchen and Carmela is looking through the mail. Good night, Tony, Carmela says. Yeah, it was, he replied. So how was your meeting? How did your meeting with the council go? It was fine. No major issues. Good. You look in the fridge. N-A-Z-E? I made it like... N-A-Z-E? (laughs) <laughs> said that very Doric any on his ZT men um, sorry you look in the fridge any ZT 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 any ZT I made it last night it was I was going to heat it up this morning but you were out so early perfect you grab the ZT and take a forkful into your mouth you missed dinner Carmela asks we had some food we yeah me Polly and Sally ate together oh okay well I'm going to go to bed Carm wait car and turns you say why did you ask who I was with I told you I'm not seeing her anymore none of them 
I know, I just wanted to make sure you were okay. You say, hmm, I told you I was fine, right? Yeah, you did. Okay then, I'm fucking fine. Carmela leaves you alone in the kitchen and you finish your dinner. The next day, at the Bada Bing strip club, you sit at the bar and have a drink. Bada Bing? That your drink of choice? Bada Frank asks. <laughs> uh, I really should let it take over a lot more. It's, it's a lot more entertaining <laughs> when it comes out with its bollocks. Um, Bada Frank. Yeah, I'm on a daiquiri kick. Why is that? You say. What's with all the questions? Bartender's supposed to listen, not talk. No, I'm just curious. Sil comes into the bada bing and sits next to Tony. How you doing, Tony? You say, bada Frank is too chirpy. <laughs> you better not creep out the new girls, Sil says. New girls, you reply. Yeah, time for some new blood around here. These girls are getting a bit old. Oh, they're not that old, you say. The window of fuckability <laughs> on abroad is very thin, Tony. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Still <laughs> remarks. Colourful, you reply. Junior wants to see you. You say, why the fuck is he telling me that through you? How the fuck do I know, T? Sil says, don't have anything better to do, you reply. Sil shrugs his shoulders. You go to Junior's house. Wait there, he shouts. through the. Oh yeah, this bit's weird. <laughs> I seem to remember this. You go to Junior's house. Wait there, he shouts through the door. You wait for a minute before you notice dogs nearby sniffing around. Alright, come on in. You enter and walk, in, walk to Junior's kitchen. Sit, Junior says, pointing to the kitchen table. You sit down. What's going on, you ask. Why did I have to wait? The fucking phone was ringing, Junior replies. I've told you before, if you want to take calls, you need to pick up the phone. I know, I know. Fuck, life's so easy for you, eh? <laughs> Can't imagine Junior saying eh. Uh, you say, so why did I have to wait outside? And where the fuck is Bobby? That's what he's paid for. Bobby's not here right now. You're here instead. I can't do this anymore, Junior. You call the fucking shots, not me. The fuck you talking about? <laughs> the answers that you give me, nephew. <laughs> now that's something that I've heard in The Sopranos. The adjective this one gives me. What does it mean? Just looking it up here. Adjective. Anxiety, stress or aggravation. Yeah. The adjective this one gives me. Anyway, excuse me. The adjective you give me, nephew, Junior says. I give you adjective? <laughs> You've got some fucking balls telling me this after all the years I helped you out. You know what? Forget it. What? I can't deal with you anymore. Goodbye. You put your hand on Junior's and smile. Don't worry about it. I'm used to dealing with idiots, you say. We'll see, <laughs> Junior replies. <laughs> oh, brilliant. You say. Alright, let's take it easy. What can I do for you, Junior? Sorry, he's not leaving. Just chill out with the gambling. <laughs> that shit's got him getting out of hand. <laughs> I don't gamble that much. Look, just cut down on it, alright? Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> the atmosphere hangs in the air. I'm sorry, I worry about you, Junior says. It's fine. Are we finished? Yeah, we're done. You, you leave. On the way to the car, you notice the dogs again. They're big, mean-looking things, and they're on both sides of the road, staring at you. Something about this is fucking creepy. <laughs> you get in the car and drive off. Excuse me. 
In Dr Melfi's office, you both sit in silence. How have things been this week? Dr Melfi asks. Excuse me. All right, I suppose, you reply. A little too quiet, but all right. Too quiet, Dr Melfi replies. So Dr Melfi's now appeared in both of these AI stories so far. Uh, You say, yeah, no worries, except the usual bullshit. I see. Things with Carmella, okay? You say, yeah, she doesn't trust me. But what the fuck's new there? My uncle is acting a bit strange. In what way? You say, just the occasional nonsensical comment. He uses these turns of phrase. I think he likes to be seen as this wide old mage. (laughs) Mage? What the fuck's a mage? (laughs) A magician or learned person? Okay, okay. I thought maybe I just misspelled sage. This wise, <laughs> this wise old mage. Maybe he's just always been screwing loose. Mm, possibly. You do not have any energy to talk about yourself. Dr Melfi waits for you to say something. So how have you been doing, you ask? I've been okay, Dr Melfi says. You say, you got your carpet in the waiting area? <laughs> no, but your preoccupation with the interior design is remarkable. <laughs> I'm just noticing details, that's all. Ah, well, that's a good thing then, (laughs) you say. I'm sorry. I just think maybe I don't have to have a session every week. Sometimes there's nothing to talk about. That's fine. If you're not feeling your therapeutic alliance with me, then it's okay to cut back. I'm feeling it. You smile at Dr. Melfi. You don't have to make it hard, Dr. Melfi smiles back. I didn't say I was. Dr. Melfi checks her watch and stands up. You get up and leave. All right, I'll see you next week then. It's nearly the end, fucking hell. Back at the Bada Bing, Christopher, Polly and Syl sit at the bar. What can I get you guys? The bartender asks. It's bar time. (laughs) What can I get you guys? It's bar time. Corona and twist, please, Christopher says, reaching for his wallet. You drinking now? Polly asks. Yeah, and I'm not asking you if you're paying for it. You shouldn't have to. Christopher pulls out his wallet and lays down some bills and lints. On the table counter. On the counter. Amanda enters the strip club and asks the bartender where she can find Syl. The bartender points to the group. She approaches the three of them. Hey, sweetheart, you lost, says Polly. What the fuck you doing here? Christopher asks, irritated. <coughs> oh, shit. Sorry, that was my... Uh, well, we spray bottles fell off the couch there. Might as well give us another hit of that sweet, sweet spray. Oh, I'm telling you. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's the stuff. If I'd done a, a, a check to see how loud that is, I might just kept it on me the whole time, but alas, not. I'm here for the audition, Amanda says. The club needs new girls. That's right, hun. Just through there, Syl says. Fuck that, Christopher says. She ain't working here. She's my cousin. I told that bitch she can stick her 50 bucks up her arse. I'm done with that shit. I need a new career, Amanda says. Career? Ha! You just wanted to be a singer. Admit it, says Polly. (laughs) You're not working here. End of the fucking discussion. Amanda replies, You're not my fucking boss, Chrissy. I can do what I want. Let's take this outside. Come on. (laughs) Chrissy and Amanda walk out the bar thing. You know, she's right, you know. (laughs) I love shit like that. You know, she's right, you know. Says Polly. You're not our boss. You don't have a say in this. Shut it, Polly. 
you pull up out, you pull up outside the pad of the back entrance. So I went out, got in the car, and pulled up. As you get out your car, a nearby dog starts barking at you. You look at it, confused as the barking gets louder and louder. Mm. Christopher and Amanda walk around the corner, arguing. <laughs> oh no, shit, sorry. Oh no, that did make sense. Uh, you pull up, yeah, so Tony pulled up around the back. Ah, uh, yeah, and I thought there might be something interesting about the dogs. I thought, well, we could be on to something actually quite interesting, like throughout the episode... Tony gets looked at by these different dogs and gets this sense that like animals are judging him or that they can like sort of sense his evil in some way. And I thought, hey, that's something that they didn't really do in the show. But I don't think the AI let me actually explore that. So anyway, so Tony pulls up outside the Bada Bing, the back entrance. As you get out of your car, a nearby dog starts barking at you. You look at it, confused as the barking gets louder and louder. Christopher and Amanda walk around the corner, arguing. Shut the fuck up, Amanda screams. Quiet, Scrappy. The dog, as loud as it can, barks at you again. That's Scrappy, says Amanda. You say, it got a problem with people? It doesn't like men in general, but it's really got a problem with you. That's enough, Amanda. Listen to me. You're not working here, and I suppose you can give me back that money now. I needed it to pay off the shank, the skank, so she'd back off. That whore, <laughs> that whore has my money. I can't believe you, Amanda. You're going to give me a fucking heart attack. Now get out of here and shut that fucking dog up. Christopher yells. Christopher leaves. <laughs> Amanda kneels down next to her dog and calms him down. He gets like this when people... He doesn't know. He, but I must have wrote that because it's misspelled. He gets like this when people he doesn't know. Jesus. Just as bad as the AI. She says, apologetically. I'm sorry for his behaviour. He's a good dog. Just has a few stereotypes to uphold. You joke. Right. You mean Christopher? Amanda says. You hide your amusement at her naivety. (laughs) Amanda smiles (laughs) smiles at you. You smile back. You look cute when you smile, Amanda says. Thanks, you reply. I'll get my coat. I need to go. You go into the bada bing and talk to the guys. You buy a few drinks for everyone. Here's to never growing old, you say, buying the first round. I'm in, says one of the guys. Everyone drinks. You say, how come we never met your cousin before, Christopher? Eh, she's a little different. (laughs) She's the only one. I don't understand how you can be so close to her and still not have a relationship with her. It's complicated, Christopher replies. And now I have to go and kick the ass of a fucking dyke to get my money back. It's always drama with her. Oh, Jesus. You see, and here I was thinking there were... Things were a little quiet around here. Yeah, things are pretty quiet. But we're trying to make a little more noise with the new girls we got. What's the story? You say. Well, we're one applicant down, thanks to Christopher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can get one of the two girls that work there. They're definitely escorts. They just aren't sure if they want to work there or not. And then that's when I lost patience with it. So, what do you reckon? What do you reckon to my Soprano story so far? We can actually... We've got a couple of minutes left. I can actually type a wee bit of it here for you. Um, you say, we're one applicant down. Thanks, Christopher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we can get... Well, definitely escorts. They're just not sure if they're... Right, okay. So, for example, I'm just going to type 
Uh, so you can get do, what do you do, say, what do you say, and what happens next. Uh, so if I type in say, and I'm just going to put what the fuck are you talking about? So it says you say what the fuck are you talking about? And now it's generated the next bit. We've been getting complaints from the neighbours. We don't know what to do about it. <laughs> so now we're looking for a new girl. Oh, so you want a new girl. Right. So I'm just going to say, he says, yes, we need a new girl. What the fuck have I just been saying? <laughs> right, let's see what it says. I have a friend who might be interested. She's got a little experience, you say. That would be great. We'll get back to you later. One of the guys says. All right. Um, that's not so interesting. So, I can just introduce a random element to it. Oh, how about the goblin from earlier, right? So I'll type in, the goblin comes out of the fridge and stabs still. How's that? Right, so this, this should be good. Goblin comes out of the fridge and stabs. So, you're the only one who notices this, so she looks at you. Goblin! She yells. Everyone is startled and stares at the goblin with widened eyes. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> it's my favourite thing. Says the goblin. <laughs> the goblin looks at you and smiles. I'll be back tomorrow, he says. Good, says Christopher. The goblin is not there the next day. <laughs> Oh, I suppose it is a lot more fun when you just let it, you just go for it. Okay, uh, you search the goblin with the dragon, but you've forgotten your map. You search for the goblin with your dragon, but you've forgotten your map. The dragon is the one who remembers where he is. You, you've got to go. You go to the place the dragon tells you about. He waits for you there. You know, this isn't really going to work out, says the dragon. <laughs> Alright, so I was going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a good get out, get out of jail. Um, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. The other two girls talked about this place. They seemed really excited to work there. Okay, so you get the general idea. Um, Alright, so I would say uh, let us know if you want us to do any more of this, but yeah, we never get any correspondence, and that's fine, but you know, your time means just as much to us, so thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends, tell them to listen to the latest episode, tell them to listen to your favourite episode, and uh, if you could subscribe, and if you could leave a review anywhere, uh, I'm not sure how you do that exactly, should maybe put the link for that somewhere, but that does help, actually, a wee bit, I think. Well, I've heard other people on podcasts say that. Uh, yeah, so apologies again for it being another wee solo one. Business will resume next week, as I say. And, uh, yeah, was that any good? Well, it was only half an hour, wasn't it? All right, uh, well, bye then. Cheers. Oh, no, wait.
what was I going to say? Album, I've still got, I've got an album recommendation. It is, it is right here. Don't you worry about it. It is the Sonics Live at Easy Street live album. I think it's the, f is it the first live album we've recommended? I'm not sure. But uh, the Sonics are an American garage rock band that formed in the 1960s. Um, they're just really good. Um, I don't know anything about them other than that and that album, Live at Easy Street, but it's really good. Uh, if you YouTube it, the lead singer's face is quite distinctive. I'll just, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, if you go, uh, YouTube the song Cinderella, that's a really good one. And, uh, yep, yeah, so take care. See you later. Thanks for listening. Bye.